Hello and welcome to our podcast and um, if you've never seen us, uh, you, you can always see sound, us you, on Nadiswara and Family YouTube channel. You sound like an air hostess when you start. I know. Hello and welcome you know to what? EasyJet. It is annoying because there is a certain amount of information that you have to give and then what happens is after you've done a number of these you start thinking all the poor buggers that have heard me say this a million times. I so I go into That's this why they say like, please don't explain about the noises in yeah, the but, background. But the what if you're listening for the first time? Where are the emergency exits? There aren't any. What are We're we going to do? Can you please adopt unedited. crash positions? Well, I think adopting crash positions is something that we need to do with this podcast. This is how to stay married so far. Number... But what I would like to do before we move on, I just want to bring up a little something from a previous podcast. Oh, shit. Can you guess what podcast it was? Oh, no. Uh, yes, the dog. Bickering. The bickering. So... Last this isn't week, about bickering. Or the week before, we did a podcast on bickering. Check it out. Right? Check it out. We had to stop it. It went terribly wrong. We had to stop it because we went into a row that lasted almost 72 hours. And it started with me saying this simple thing. I said, the bickering around the dogs is really difficult because I feel like I'm on eggshells when I ask you whether the dogs have been fed because all I am doing is asking you whether the dogs have been fed so I know whether to feed them. So, yesterday, I text him and I say, have you fed the dogs? Well, it's the first time in two weeks I haven't. Have you got that off your chest? Well. What point are you trying to make? I'm trying to say that we're only just saying how to stay married so far because we have no idea. We because do a we... whole podcast on it and then we have another round. So you're reminding everyone that we are simply clinging on. We are clinging on by with our, our fingernails. fingernails. And I suppose what I'm also wanting to say is we are never setting ourselves up as professionals. That would no. be wrong. We are people no. on a raft We're in the middle of an ocean. Slightly strange, quite panic-stricken. <laughs> Deeply dysfunctional. Yeah. I mean, you could have the exact same yeah. row, even though yeah. we'd put it on a podcast, it'd been picked up by the newspapers, mm. it was discussed here and there. We did exactly writing, the same I'm thing. I'm writing a play that's all you could almost argue is, is slightly inspired by the subject matter of these podcasts in a weird way. Yeah. And in one of those scenes, I wrote this scene, I won't go into the details of it, but I sent it to some people, readers, my little coterie of readers. And the comments that came back from someone who knows us very well said, this was totally dysfunctional, insane, and unmanageably chaotic, but it brilliant. Made, it made me feel sick. It made me feel sick. The and dysfunction of this yeah. couple. And I read the scene and I was like, oh my God, it's, it's exactly... Just... It was a scene that Mark had lifted exactly from our yeah. lives. Yeah, very bizarre. So we are not... He's going to go and shut the back door. There's, every day there's a grinder. So, I yeah. <laughs> That's not a nice way to describe me. <laughs> Every day a grinder. Every day there's a grinder. But anyway, so I think we've made it very clear that we are in no way professionals. No, and if you're watching this and not listening on iTunes, you'll have noticed I'm doing a half tuck. Um, so what is Check the subject today? To see what yeah. the half tuck. So means. the half, no, not the half tuck. So the subject of this <laughs> this vlog, I thought we should do something about. Um, because it's something that comes up a lot and it's something that I think a number of our subscribers or people who've watched our, our podcast have commented on. How to cope with dramatically different social lives within a couple. You know, if one has a very busy or sort of, you know, um, you know uh, busy, eclectic, vibrant, you know, and, and 
uh, I can't think of another varied. word, varied, yeah, varied social life. And the other one, for whatever reasons, chooses not to or doesn't, bridging that divide and how to avoid or how and the ways in which resentment creeps in or how one manages resentment and how one manages feelings of freedom and not feeling free and all these things. It's something that comes up a lot within rows between us. It's, it's a bone of contention. It's a feeling that you get where you, you've often, you know, I think it's often, it's often the cause of a brooding anger when rows happen. It's like, well, I felt you, you made me feel uncomfortable, you know, all that sort of right. stuff. So, But weren't we going to start this with the fact that you read this article yes. the other day where, and it said the average Briton has 2.6 friends. I just knit my stat. Well, I thought you'd forgotten it. No, you, I hadn't. Well, but you, you, is this what you do on Women? You just hijack no, people's no, statistics. I believed we were starting with that and you went off on another tangent. No, I thought, well, I thought I'd talk more readily about how this relates directly to us. But yeah, I mean, I was shocked by an article I read that did say that, the, you know, contrary to popular belief, that the, the average number of friends that most people have in Britain, and it's a very cultural, culturally specific thing, mm. is 2.6 friends. And anything above that, anything above that, is unusual. You know, you're falling into the sort of 10, 15, 16% category. Um, what constitutes a good friend is someone that you well, feel... Well, there you go. I mean, yeah. some people might say, oh, they've got 30 friends, but I would, might look at their relationship and go, I don't think that's a friend. Well, I think what, their, their definition it... of what does constitute a friend is someone that you can be critical of and can be critical of you without endangering the, the, the relationship. Exactly. And I think that, for me, is a key component. Is, was that what it said in the article? Yeah, yeah, and that I thought that was quite, quite, a, quite an interesting... I think that's true. Do you? Well, because, I mean, you, you can... No, because some friends you have and you don't have anything to criticise no. them about. So, um, but I suppose it's the idea that you could if you felt they were doing something very damaging to their yes. life or they'd upset you even maybe without knowing that mm. you'd be able to say it. Yeah, I think that's a and really I would good have definition. Thought, I would have thought that a good friend is also about someone that you feel you can trust and is a sort mm. of, if you like, a filter for you about your own behaviour so that you can check stuff out with them. I mean, I'd have thought that's... And I think another thing for me which is really important about a friend, and a lot of people will call people their friends that aren't this, mm. your friends have to be happy mm. for the good things that happen for yes. you yeah, yeah, and yeah. there with a listening ear with the yes. bad things that happen. And I look yeah, at some important. other people's friendships and I think, why do you think they're your friend? Mm. Because they don't seem happy for you when the good mm. stuff happens. Well, it's interesting you should say that because that component to friendship is what destroyed most of my friendships post-drinking. Yeah. Because I realised quite quickly, and then unfortunately because I was married to Nadia Swallow off the telly, there was an element of people not wanting things to go right for me. Mm. And I felt that... keen. Well, I felt that jealousy? Well, I felt that keenly in sobriety because it was something I was immune to and anaesthetised from when I was drunk. I mean, not that I was drunk all the time, but, you know, I would drink with most of my friends. And so... Yeah. It, it, in and, the... and let us not forget, all your friends would drink with you as Yeah, well. absolutely. So they absolutely. were all a bit alcoholic themselves, yeah. I have to be honest. I mean, you know, so for me, I just thought this was a very rich topic. So it was inspired by this article where I was kind of shocked. And it, the reason I was shocked was it made me feel less bad. And then I thought, why am I feeling less bad? And as I'm speaking, I'm already feeling like emotions coming up. Well, okay, can yeah. I just pause you there? I think why you might be, why it might have made you feel less bad, and I think this would be the case for many, is we are not social media bashers at all. We mm. love social media. Mm. We work with social media. Mm. But I think one of the things that's really difficult is this this lie that people are sold that everybody has these amazing friendship groups yes. and yeah. 
I mean, I've been in situations before where people have gone, photo, and we've all taken a photo for something for Instagram, and I think, oh, I don't like any of these people here, and they don't like me. Right. So, so, but that will still be pumped out as a mm. great friendship moment. Mm. And so I think more than ever at this time, people feel, and they say people are lonelier than they ever were. Children, terrible loneliness. Mm. They might have 10,000 followers, 5,000 followers, but they haven't got a friend that they can call in a time of need yeah. and know that they're going to be there for them. But so, I mean, I, I mean, I suppose the thing that, that moved me with it is that I feel generally in our relationship, tugging it back to us rather than a statistic, it, I feel not marked by anyone, I think marked by fact that my social life has much, much, much diminished, if not even diminished, is, is non-existent comparative to where I was when I first met you. And a lot of my struggle around not drinking has been around not the relationships that I had back then, because I realised that they were kind of built upon, if not, that they weren't entirely fraudulent. That's not to say I didn't have good, meaningful relationships and that, uh, well, that we had, didn't have good times. friendships for your age Yeah, for at my that age, time. absolutely and, and right. And in, in your 30s, yeah. it is that 30-something, yeah. you know, where are we going, what are we drinking, where yeah. we, where's the lads weekend? That was yeah. the way that it was. But it just, so I think even if you had been carried on with them you may have outgrown them even if you were but I was just but even when I was with them I, I just it's funny I would never I, I would never have been I have never been the kind of guy who hangs out with lots of other guys going to play golf going to going to the football terraces doesn't mean I don't like sport Seems I do, I do like sport of, when I hear about you know other friends of mine's partners friendships it does tend to be around sport and mm. and drinking and golf well, drinking is a component. Is a, I mean, it's easy enough to say. I mean, you often say to me, "I wish you'd join a running group," or "I wish you'd." And there are all these things, and often the refrain back is, "Oh God, well they drink a hell of a lot." I mean, the weird thing is, is that it's not that I haven't. It's not even like I have any discomfort with being able to say I'm not going to have a drink. That's easy. I mean, I, you know, I've had to do that for eighteen years. That's fine. Sixteen years. That's fine. And I'm big enough and airy enough. To, I mean, the nonsense we do on our social media channel. I can say to someone, "Oh, I don't drink." I'm not. I've got. I've got ownership of that. It's the, it's the awkwardness of building relationships in sobriety when these other people are balls of a mess or half cut themselves and having a drink to, to, in a sense, fortify themselves. Now, most men are very nervous and shy around being around most men, which is why they congregate around something else they look at, sport, or yeah. something else they do. So that they sport. don't have to look so directly they don't have, yeah, at each absolutely, other. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So is that why men seem... I mean, I can think of a couple of friends that you say, if we're thinking about the 2.6, mm. you know, when I think of Miranda and I think of Lisa and I think of... Well, everybody everybody that knows you loves you. Mm. Um, but it's really hard for me because I know that what you want from your social... Like, you could go out with other sober people, mm. right? But I think that even though you've been sober for so many years, you haven't actually changed your perception of what a social thing is. Mm. Like, if I'm ever going any, to anything, you say, oh, so I suppose everyone will just be rat ass and everyone will be there. Well, no, not really, because mm. I'm in my 50s now. Everyone might mm. have a couple of drinks, but no, people are worrying about their cars. They've sure. got their cars before they've gone. So it's not that. It's almost like I stopped at the point yeah, of 34. Like yeah, you're like, you're at a time, in a yeah. time warp. I think I am, because I, I put music on. When I have that euphoric recall to a social life that I used to have, it's a social life. I, I go straight... That you wouldn't have. Well, no, 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 no. But I would go straight back to out Friday, drinks, a meal, 
clubbing. Exactly. And the thing is, it's like the other day I was somewhere, I don't know what, having a drink, and I was like, oh, I suddenly thought, oh, that wild abandon of just... Because every time now, if I'm out and I'm in a social, I'm having a drink, I'm thinking, what am I eating? Am I drinking water? What drinks am I having? What am I doing tomorrow? And what? That's the reality of our mm. age group being out. It's not that. Only the sad Sounds fuckers... boring. But only the sad fuckers are still like that. It's like once you have kids, mm. that's all gone. That life no, is no, gone. No, no, I get that. And so, and this is really just coming to me now. It's almost like you need to start from scratch again mm. and not have euphoric recall. That's what they call it in AA. It's like you can have the first thought is like, wow, everything's just mad. And so the second thought is it will all end in carnage. And you've got to have that second thought because I don't know anyone of our age group that would still be doing that that isn't just a bit sad. But I had a little moment after I read that article and um, I went in there and I had a little cry. And it was because I looked at my social media and there's not a single photo of me with a friend. And that made me feel really sad, <laughs> really did. I thought there's... There's lots of photos of me, you know, with my girls um, and you. And it, it's, you know, so much of it is about choice. So much of it is about choice. This isn't about, you know, I'm not crying because I'm, oh, I'm so lonely. I don't feel like that. I know that, I know that when I meet people, I know that, um, you know, lots of people want to be in a more meaningful friendship with me. And you keep people at arm's And I keep, I keep people at arm's length. You way. are, it's like I always say to you, you are, there's nothing that you can't talk about. You're a highly educated man, right? And not only just academically, but just you're educated in all. You know stuff, you know shit, you know bags of it. I've never seen you in a conversation where you couldn't have been right at the top of that conversation, and yet you never wear it, you're never sneering, you're never... You... So that, just that first thing. Secondly, you're hilariously funny and able to have wild abandon. Like, you can step into being a seven-year-old like nobody else. You're mm. gorgeous looking. Yeah, well, I mean... Well, I mean no, no, all, but, but, no, but I feel better really looking. I mean, yeah, but all of, the, all of these Hang things on, I don't finish. disagree with and I don't... Let me just finish. Yeah. All of this about you not having friendships and you not having a social life... And well, the reason I'm making a point of saying all this is because I think that this is what it's happens to a lot of people. Mm. Is that just a lot of men. somehow... You don't have the belief that you're worthy of people. It's like most people I know aren't worthy to shine your boots. No, no, no. Well, I think there is an element of that. I do think there's an element of that. And I do think it's weird. As I, as I look and watch and champion and adore and, and I'm joyous about, uh, you know, all of my girls, you know, I'd love to see, I'd love to see my oldest girls more um, as our youngest girls get older, you know, their lives get busier. You know, a major component of my life has been being a dad. And that's been a, a major, major thing because I didn't have one. And so I, I think I've on many levels just thought, you know, there are some sacrifices to be made here. And, you know, not, not drinking and all these things. Sorry, I'm really trying to just hold it together. Um, you know, there are some sacrifices that need to be made here. And that's just, I think, in my soul, in my, in my deep in my soul, this isn't something that I can hear what you're saying and I don't disagree with it. And I know that on a fundamental, practical level, all those things, you know, 
it's a soulful thing. And yet a decision that I've made just to throw that thing under the bus in preference for being available, being, being present, yeah. being all these things. But at the same time, and also, you know, you know, driving my own company and making that a success in the past and shifting, you know, shifting into what we're doing at the moment, all this kind of stuff. And, you know, I'll throw myself 100% all of the things that it is that, we're, that, 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 that I'm doing rather than either invest in nor be invested back in with, with, with friendships. Now, as I face the girls leaving home and as I look at our life together post-children in a sense, you know, it's never post-children, but you know what I mean. And I do look at your social life, and I think this is probably the nub of what we're aiming at in this podcast, is how difficult it is also for you, because it is difficult for you, and I feel very bad about that. I feel very responsible for that. And I do know that it puts pressure on you, and you do feel, at times, a sense of, not resentment, not resentment in a horrible way, but, you, you, you know, we've had rows, and we've talked about it kindly as well as rows, where you say, you know, I just don't want to feel bad because you've, you know, I, you, have got a social life, and you haven't got one more. And it's not that I necessarily want one, but I, I am mindful as we push forward into the stage of our relationship or the next stage of our relationship, and I wonder if this resonates for anyone else. I think it does happen to a lot of men that they turn towards the relationship a lot more and they, and they turn their back on the outside world a lot more. That, that, that's, that's fact. There's been many, yeah. really good articles written on that. But I, all of what you just said, and and you worried. said why you've removed and you, you know, to bring up the girls and da-da-da. But what must not Sorry, go unsaid... Sweating a bit there, yeah. at the top there. Sorry. Other side. Ooh. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> is is isolation. You yeah. choose isolation, Whoa. and and there's many of us that do that. And I think on the last podcast, I talked about mm. how I've swung through that all my life, and mm. I've done, and I've let down friends and let down relationships because I suddenly just want to retreat. Absolutely. Because to be around people and to have the fear of saying having said the wrong thing i mean everywhere every time i used to go i'd come home and i'd cringe like what was i who am i what did i say what did people think of me how mm. did i come across all of that stuff i've been plagued by it mm. all my life and i know people will go what mm. but you're a tv presenter but the very nature that i'm a tv presenter mm. is because of that because i go out and i'm just this thing and it's just this one side of me and then i have to go out and i have to be that side, and then i'm exhausted mm. and that's what happens to you it's because you have low self-esteem you you get exhausted you know like sometimes when i we go places and i say just be really calm mm. you don't have to give everything away you give everything you're just like too big mm. you're too huge and then you retreat because you're exhausted because anyone would be exhausted mm. it's like how often people watch our vlogs and say oh my god i'm exhausted after mm. seeing that we're su at such a high pitch so if i were your friend and not your wife but hopefully i'm your friend as well I would say to you, take the tiniest of pigeon steps. Mm. Be quieter. Find a new kind of social life because you are living in a time warp where you would, like, of course, how can you have the social life now? Because you, your social life before was like, ah, here mm. I am. What are we drinking? Mm. How, do you, how do you reposition that? It's mm. really, really hard. But is, this, is it a pressure for you, though? I sometimes feel really weary of the guilt. I, I mm. carry guilt. Mm. or I never go out without feeling guilty. Mm. I never don't have in my head... It's like sometimes I wish that I could go out and there wouldn't be you here when I got back. Not because I want to come in blind drunk and I want to... But I just want to be able to come in and not feel that mm. I have to be a certain way. Well, you don't way. want to come in and be reminded he wasn't out. 
No, it's not. It's not really. It's not really as simple as that. No, no, no. I get what you mean. But it's sort just of fundamental. To not have to be. Yeah. But I don't think that's necessarily because you don't have a social life. Maybe that's just the thing of being in a couple. I think maybe people. I'd be I interested mean, if anyone would leave a comment and say, "Oh, we both have social lives," and I feel like that sometimes. I want mm. to come back and just. I mean, I'd be fascinated to know. Do leave your comments below because this is. I wanted to do this podcast because I wanted Nadia to know that I think about this a lot and I grapple with it a lot more than you probably think I do when you do feel, you know, I don't want you to feel guilty. It really saddens me that you do feel guilty. And there have been times, and I think, you know, when we've talked about jealousy in previous podcasts, it's been really useful for people when I've unpacked that. Now, there were times where I've had real, I had, there were times where I really struggled. Even when I had a so-called busy social life myself, I struggled with you finding stimulus outside of us. that's because of your extreme jealousy. And that was because of extreme jealousy. Yeah, 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 exactly. And so, you know, the, the, the jealousy is never a jealousy of not wanting you to have what you've got. I mean, it really isn't. I mean, I love the fact you are a gregarious, you're everything, you're everything that you were when I met you. You were- Can I just ask you one question? Mm. It's just come to me. You've always been a jealous person in the way that many people are if they've had a very neglected ne- neglected yeah. childhood. I, I know exactly where your jealousy mm. comes from. I, I, I could write a thesis on it probably. Mm. Very predictable. No, look at you, where you see that as a negative. No, 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 no. But it's you, knowing you, somebody no, I didn't mean and knowing, yeah, yeah, and knowing yeah, yeah. from the, the soil that they've grown from yeah. and how that's impacted on their everyday life. We yeah. are what we were as children. Absolutely. So... Um, yeah, so having always been a jealous person, why would you end up with somebody that is gregarious, that does create attention? Anyway, even before I was on telly, I've always been that sort of a person. You know, I've been a live wire, let's say. But then added to that the fact that, I mean, when we first met, I was only a year out of EastEnders with that sort of level of soap mm. fame. Why? Well, I didn't. Really... I didn't meet Nadia Sawala off the telly. I met a woman who I thought was no, really. No, but you fun. knew very quickly that there was. Yeah, no, a no, lot no. And that side of it, I didn't like. I didn't like any of that side of it from the get go. And that's always. But what been... did you? How did you think you were going to be able to deal? I with didn't. That? I think that's why I turned into drink even more, more, more rapidly at the beginning of our relationship. I didn't see a way through this easily. That's really interesting. I just want to pause on that because that's real alcoholic talk. Because mm. when you talk about all your relationships, you've just, that's the first time you've ever said that to me. What? But if we think about your past relationships, you've always said, and that relationship made me drink more. Yeah. And she made no, me No, no, drink no, no. I'm not saying you made me. No, but the situation, I think my... Wrongly, I'm not saying you made me. No, no, no. I, I know that's what not you what meant. I said Sorry, at all. I, I, what I, I meant, but no, that's what I have said of previous yeah. relationships, and that's not fair of those relationships either. It's the drinking. What I said to you, what I said just then was, was not you made me drink more. Right. I looked, I looked at a situation that yeah. I didn't know how to manage, and I chose to drink more. Yeah. And well, that was my way, but that was my way of coping. Now I drank so much to cope with it. I drove myself into a wall. I drove myself into a breakdown. But do you think then, because we know also of this drinking on thing where you, you were in, where somebody that struggles with alcohol. Sorry, we're talking about alcoholism a lot in this, but I guess it is a huge no, component of social of life, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's part of us. But you always get slammed because people say, oh, why are we talking about Mark through alcoholism again? I'm happy with that because it's how and why my social life changed. I think people think that I pick on you for it and, and, and I think what people don't understand is that this is somebody in recovery, it's always there. It's always there, yeah. It's yeah. always there, it affects everything that we do. Yeah. But Mark knows that I... Hang on, sorry. Wait. 
Mark knows very well that my, any time I mention his alcoholism, it comes from, or his recovery, or his alcoholism, it comes from a place of deep understanding of who you are yeah, and a yeah. deep understanding of why what happened what happened and an absolute admiration and pride in the way that you stay sober mm. so if anybody ever thinks that i'm bringing it up to put it back am i really not? no and I, it's, it's never felt of, or received like that. it's part of our dismantling mm. of stuff you know and in the last podcast, we talked a lot about, as well, about how heavy my drinking was. And mm. if we hadn't had children, I would be, I would be an active mm. alcoholic. I really do believe that. But, um, but going yeah. back, going back no, to... No, but, but I, I think that it's, I, I just think that it's fascinating, isn't it, that people will often go with the very thing that is going to cause them the most pain. Yes. Yeah, well, I can, and I can tell you exactly why. And I will quote, bizarrely, this is very strange, you need to look her up because you might not remember her young viewers, an actress called Liz Smith who played the Nan in The Royal Family, mm. was it the one on the... And we had her on a show I was making years ago and she, she made the most beautiful... She, she used the most beautiful description of herself. She said, I have, a, I have virtually a tiny circle of friends, if any. And she said, I'm the most sociable person in the world, but I'm not a social person at all. And I think when she said that, no other quote amongst, apart from one, one or two from John Hurt, no other quote from anyone I've worked with has resonated so deeply in my chest as that. Why was I drawn to you? I love, as you can probably see on the social media, I love showing off. I love Richard E. Grant. I love that Richard E. Grant sensibility of blah, 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 blah. And yet it makes me want to tear my hair out. I, I, I want to be able to do it all. I want to be all things. I want to make people laugh. I want to make people cry. I want to hold people. I want to hug people. I want to make them feel the world. They are the world to me. And I want to exit. But why because have your previous relationships then been quite meek women? They weren't meek at well, all. Well, no, not, not meek, but I mean, so they weren't like big characters, were they? No, I don't think you can say that. I mean, they, no, no, because, bar because I one, think you chose... bar one, I would say the others were very sociable and very social. They had big social lives, but so did I at the time. No, but weren't you the weren't you the main focus of the social thing? Well, yes, it kind of a lot you, of the think... social life kind of emanated out of my group. But there were people I met through work, and so our social circles were kind of the same. Social but I circle. think sometimes because I'm, as you put it, in Angela off the telly, I think you find that difficult because you're not the centre of a situation, whereas I think in previous relationships... Yeah, well, I think, we that, I think that's probably the case, but I quite like being the surprise sometimes in our relationship. I mean, you know, if people meet us, I, I don't mind being the, oh, he's surprisingly fun, isn't he? Oh, he's surprisingly sort of outspoken and silly. I mean, I think silliness is a much undervalued thing. I don't want to go into that, but, you know, from a, from a socialising perspective, I think the other important thing to say is I, a huge component of how I am socially in sobriety, which is my normality now for the rest of my life, is 95% of the time I am quite happy in aloneness. I, there, there is a yeah. contentment in oh, aloneness. Oh, God, absolutely. Most of my childhood was spent alone, in a room. It's as simple as that. I mean, it's no, that's no exaggeration, that's no poor me, that's no violins, it was. And in that room, I, play, I played incredibly inventively. And but why do you never... This is what I don't understand. So, this has been the thing all the way through our marriage that's really frustrated me is that you always say this, but you always want me here. 
Well, because I'm incredibly sociable, but not social. No, but you don't. I want the two. It's a total contradiction. Mm. On the one but hand... But I think sometimes you should absolutely relic. Like, if I go out, or if the kids got you immediately... Yeah, but I do increasingly, and I do think that there are shifts and changes happening at the moment. I do increasingly see it as an opportunity for time. I do see yeah. it as an opportunity to breathe and, and to, to tick at my own pace and to... To, to do things no, about the house. That. Like yeah. every so often I'll get 10 minutes on my own in this house and that's maximum. And I just love it. And that doesn't mean I love anyone any less. Yeah. Or to, it's just, that's just human nature. So we if, need time with others. We need friendships. Friendships are important. I don't think people need loads. I think people, I think one or two or 2.6 sounds mm. good because that's what proper friendships are. So two questions for you. How would you like my social life to be different for me? And how would you like my attitude to your social life to be different for you? I would like you to consider a new way of thinking with your social life. I think why you can't contemplate a social life is you can only contemplate it in the way, historically, in the way that it was. And you've just got to have a complete... So this idea of going in all guns blazing because and being all things. Because you've had 15 years of being mm. sober, you are in a time war. Mm. Nobody... Like, oh, oh, I mean, obviously I've already said it in this podcast, but anyone who's still like that at our age is a sad fucker, mm. to be honest. Mm. It changes. It, you have a nice meal, you have a couple of glasses of wine. Mm. You know, I would very rarely on a night out have more than two glasses of wine because mm. I feel like shit the next day. And anybody sober, and most of my friends don't actually hardly drink at all. Well, funnily enough, just before we kind so of... So is it that you... What I would question you is you say, everyone else is going to be drunk. And I would say to you, actually, no, everybody else isn't. It's you that can't deal with being sober, not other people can't deal with you being sober. But the other component to all of this, is, well, and, and the other question was, how would you like me to be different with regards to your social life? I just want there never, ever, ever to be a sense of you've been left out. Right. Because the thing is, I always say to you, do you want to come to this or do you want to do this? and you say no, mm. and then it must be absolutely like, I don't want to, I would always like you to do things with me, mm. but when you can't do things with me, I want to do them anyway, and I just want to be, mm. feel free to do that without feeling guilty. A major component of all of this is, of course, for men, the assumption, one of the things I can't stand is when couples meet other couples, and all I the men, no, 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 and why does this happen? All the men peel off, or the women assume, that because men are men, they will all peel off and get on. Yeah. I won't get on with. Well, I mean, I will, but it, and this is where this is where it's not as simple as saying don't go in all guns blazing. I have stood in many social situations, sober and not sober, where I've stood with men where the conversation has been nigh on Neanderthal, car orientated. I can't keep that going, so I turn towards. Yeah. I don't you, think you should put yourself. No, no, in no. But then I turn. But that I then become the pivot around social responsibility. I see the men look to it. me as humour kicks in. I, you must feel this when you're sometimes yeah. up. The humour starts to come from me. They go, "Oh, yeah. he's a bit of a wisecracker." Then that builds. Then that builds. Then that builds, and it's like suddenly but I, I would am say the entertainer. That's pointless socialising. I would. I would absolutely say to you. This is going to be a situation where you're not going to like it. Absolutely mm. don't come because I know that mm. absolutely... Because that would put you in a dangerous place with drinking as well because who can bear that without a couple of drinks? Well, especially there are sometimes, some sometimes social situations men. that I would not go to if I wasn't having a couple of drinks. Yeah. It's as simple as that because some things, some social situations are horrible. But, but I'm talking about goes back to that non-blokey bloke. I'm a non-blokey bloke. I like to talk about blokey things in a non-blokey way. And that... 
you know, I know there are lots of other men like that, but where it's very hard to kind of find them, fast track them, unless you're. Well, you what know, I would say though is, what about sometimes when I invite you and it's just all the girls? And I well, I love, I love female friendships. I mean, most of, I, you know, two, my, I would say two of my most meaningful friendships are, are female, and and you know. I, I like female conversation. I mean, I've grown up around women. I've been around lesbians all my life. I've had four daughters. I've had every partner I've had has had a multitude of sisters. You know, it's female orientation. But is you've something made a huge very... step this summer. What's that? You've said yes and you're coming camping for two days. Oh, no. Lisa. Lovely Lisa. And Lisa's yeah. so over the moon because she no. adores you. I love Lisa. She literally can't believe you're coming. Yeah. So that's a massive oh. difference. And I think that's what you've got to do. Just not go into things like where it's going to be like loads of people that you don't know and they're going to be wankers. That No, never, ever go into that social situation. Your sobriety is so much more important than mm. anything like that. But when I have to go to those things, you've got to be totally yeah. lovely about it. That was really interesting. Sorry I got emotional at the beginning. I'll be such an idiot. Anyway, there you go. Do subscribe. If you're listening to this on podcast and you're on the tube... Where are you going? Is it busy? And does Is the guy hot? next to you really smell? Um, and, uh, do, and if you're in the car... Do pop, put comments if you do. do and so. if you're in the car, do you have extra chewing gum in the middle? Because I don't think I get ever get Hang in on. anybody's car and they haven't got a tub of extra chewing gum. And do you get into a car after Nadia Sawala off the telly's been in the car and find chewing gum in the door? Let's not talk about what we find in the car. You find... Been in the car. Right. I think we better go okay. now. We've done quite All right. well. Thanks, guys. Bye, guys.